When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, and welcome to the Devil's Podcast. My name is Joe. I'm joined today by Jay. How are you doing, Jay? I'm good, mate, as always. Good, and I'm joined also by our very special guest, comedian Freddie Quinn. How are you? Are you, mate? You good? I'm good. Why Thank did you, you? Why did you snicker when I said special guest? Because I, I don't feel special. You look special. Not Ouch! Straight I mean, like how Celine Dion looks special. <laughs> Not like you know. Extra money for school cool. dinners and that. I just mean you look great and you're here and it's very good to have you. Thank you, mate. Good. Cheers. So, sorry about any insult that may have come across None there. None taken at all. None taken at all. We're going to be looking at some transfers. We're going to be talking maybe about what you've been doing for the last few months. A bit of, bit of comedy stuff. Enjoyable. You've been doing a lot yeah, of inventive and stuff. new ways of performing live comedy. Yeah, lockdown hasn't been very kind to comedy during... Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, comedy is usually packed tight venues and stuff mm. like that. And that is like a fucking petri dish for coronavirus. Mm. So we've had to be creative about how we've done stuff. And we've been doing some filming uh, for doing comedy in weird outdoor locations. So we've done comedy in a barn. We've done building sites, gardens. Um, uh, we're doing one on a canal boat to eight people. I love next a barge, week. you know. You oh, do love a barge. You I went on a barge holiday a few weeks ago. Did you? Yeah, yeah I actually did. Yeah. Really, really wow. good. Love, you'll love it. Just, like, was it just you? No, me and. Well, I didn't actually go on a holiday. I stayed over a couple of nights, but me, my mum, and my dad. You, your mum, and your dad yeah. on a barge. Mm-hmm. Where were you going? Which canal? Uh, Ashton area. I don't know what the canal's called. Ashton Canal? Yeah. Yeah, let's Portland go with Basin, that. Basin, it's called in, in Ashton, if anyone wants to go down there. Yeah. Sniff the area that I used to be. Do you know what? I'm not there. I love the idea that there's people that have logged into this and gone, oh, United have signed that left back. And we're oh, discussing we're the Ashton Canal. Right, maybe, maybe I'll finally get to learn how to pronounce his fucking name. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be amazing. And then we're talking about canal barges. Right, well, we'll come back to that. Let's, start, <laughs> let's, let's have a look <laughs> at some left to. back. Sergio <laughs> Reguilón has been... The target of Manchester United's, the apple of Manchester United's eye for the last few weeks, potentially, or maybe not. Um, and today, Sevilla's director of football, Monchi, 
who you may be aware of from his time at Roma and other fun names. Um, apparently he's come out and said, regarding the issue of, of, of Reguillon, I've already said it, we would love to have him here, but it's complicated because there are economic, very strong rivals with whom we are not in a position to fight. There's also been talks that United are maybe putting forward a striker as a priority and that Reguillon or any other left-back, we'll talk a little bit about Tellers in a bit, um, are kind of on the back burner for now and that we don't really need someone in that position. These comments, obviously, is, is a Real Madrid player. So the fact that someone from Sevilla is coming out and talking about him isn't necessarily a big issue, other than the fact he was on loan there last year. Are you bothered how much Sevilla want him? Because the, the rumours are that they just want him on another loan. So if we're going to be buying him, that sort of rules out Sevilla anyway. Yeah. Are, you, are you concerned that United may be putting these, you know, this position toward the, the back of the list a little bit? I am a little bit, because me and you were talking about it the other day, you know, and we've been speaking about it on the paper talk and, and in debates and stuff. And the fact is, you know, regardless of how much a priority left back was, when you're offered a player of this quality for a reasonable price in this day and age, a player that, from what we gather, would come to Old Trafford, then you should take it. You can't just say, oh, well, we're prioritising other transfers. I've always said this, we should be able to do more than one transfer at a time anyway. We were able to get Van der Beek over the line whilst we were looking at trying to get Sancho deal done. So I don't understand when a club like Real Madrid are going, Regulon is available, we're open to the idea of selling him, we can get him for a reasonable price. We know that, okay, we've not seen him in the Premier League, we saw him in the Europa League, we saw him doing there. We've seen him in La Liga, where I think he was the highest rated left back in La Liga. He's only 23, so you know he's, he's going to get better, he's going to improve. It's a tapping. Just mm. get him. You can buy him, get the deal done, and still be looking at strengthening the attack. And I think if we were to go out and get Reguilon, we've already got Van der Beek, and then add someone to the forward line, that's a decent transfer window. If we ignore it or we wait and go, well, we're focusing on Jaden Sancho or whoever, and then come back in a few weeks and go, and, you know, Real Madrid have decided to, to loan him out, or someone else has come in, you know, someone from Italy or whatever has come in with a bid and it's been, it says we missed out on him, basically. Mm. We're just going to look at it as a, as a wasted opportunity. Yeah, he does seem to be available now, doesn't he? Like, it just seems like, just buy him. Or do you think that pushing for a Sancho or whoever is, is the right way to do it? It's like we were talking about before this. For 30 million quid for a player that will most likely be a first-teamer, mm. for me, that's a great deal. That's mm. fantastic. I mean, if you look at our options at left-back... It's poor. I mean, Luke Shaw is all right. Mm. He can't stay fit for a full season. Brandon Williams is a good young player. Mm. So far from the finished product, it's skirt. I mean, I like Brandon Williams. Do you know what I mean? I like how much of a how much of a dickhead he is, really, as much no. as anything else. Do you know what I mean? He brings a bit of tenacity. Yeah. But for thirty million quid to vastly improve a position that is a weak point in United's mm. team. Think about how much that would affect Rashford on that left-hand side. Yeah. It'd be a huge signing. And I just don't see... It's it's spur change for United 30 million. It really is. I think... I mean, myself, I would love to see Sancho at United. That's got to be our number one priority. Yeah, definitely. But if we, if we can't get Sancho over the line, there is no other right-winger that is as good as Sancho. No. So for me, it should be him or nobody. Don't get a stopgap. Don't get somebody just to fill in the numbers. It's him or nobody. Hmm. What, what about someone on loan for a season, maybe? Or Who? Who would you have? Yeah, that's the thing. Who would you it? have? I mean, Bale, I guess a company wouldn't come for a season and his wages would be astronomical. Yeah. And we all know what happened when the last time we signed a player with astronomical wages and Alexi Sanchez 
who's come out and said he had one training session and decided that United wasn't for him. That's weird, isn't it? We haven't mentioned that on the podcast, have we? It's no, unbelievable. I don't want to have a go at him too much because we've been having a go at him for three years. But, <laughs> like, what do you mean? What were we doing? Everyone was just turning up and, like, kicking the ball. Like, what? It's, it's weird because... How bad can training have been that he's like, <laughs> one training, I've had it off. Jose's become so much of a bogeyman for some people that I've seen a lot of people on socials going, oh, well, that's Jose, that. That's Jose for you. He came mm. here and he saw how bad Jose was and then he didn't want to be here anymore. And you think... Hang on a minute. He spat his dummy out at Arsenal for months. There was those. Remember those? Like he fell out with everyone. He was sitting on the touchline, sulking. He wasn't happy. He comes to United, and within hours, he's made his mind up that it's the wrong move. When yeah. what? Because like you say, how bad was that training session for him to say that? And let's face facts. I don't think there's ever been a more disappointing signing for Manchester United. I'm not saying there's not been a worse player for Manchester United. There has, but in terms of expectation, what we'd seen him done in the past, and what we actually got when he came to Old Trafford. You know, he had one good game against Yolo, and, like, and that was it. Uh, he's gone from Arsenal to like Wrexham. He's gone from Pound World to Pound Stretcher. Yeah, like it's not that vastly. You're playing football at the end of the day, at the end of the day. How can after one training session you're like, ah, this he's is a bag of shit? It just seems this. like he, he just had a bad attitude. It doesn't make sense, Sanchez. And it's funny how like you know we saw these stories about these relatively positive stories from him in comments about United mm. and how he wanted to do his best and all this sort of stuff. And then as soon as the deal is done for Inter, it's a permanent one. He's like, didn't want to be there. It's, didn't rate it, hated it. Honestly, it's hugely disrespectful mm. from him. Hugely disrespectful. At the end of the day, we were paying him 400 grand a week. If I was in a fucking prison internment camp <laughs> and I was being paid 400 grand a week, I'd have nothing but great things to say about the place. I'd be like, oh, oh kept a roof over me head. There was a nice little bed on the floor. Three meals a day. Exactly. <laughs> it's so cheeky. It's such a it cheeky, cheeky move. It is very cheeky. It's the, it's the words of someone who doesn't understand what everyone else's life is like. I yeah, think. and do you know what? It seems well? out of touch when you say, like I said, I was they were paying me four hundred grand a week, and after one day, I wanted to fuck off. Yeah, that I, is shit. And and do you know yeah, what? As well, right. when when he left, Solskjaer was so classy. Mm. Oh, it's not worked out here, but we really, you know, he's a player of undoubted class. We hope it'll work out with Inter. Imagine if he left and Solskjaer went, well, he was fucking shit. Mm. Like, he took a lot of flack as well, because like when he said, when he was still our loan, lo- he was loaned out. And all he said, well, look, well, hopefully they'll come back here and prove, you know, prove himself. That's obviously just being nice and being positive mm. about a player that's still technically your player. Yeah. And then loads of people in the press were jumping on it and going, oh, Sanchez is coming to come back. Good, yeah. Oh, he still wants him back. And he obviously didn't mean that, but he wasn't going to go like you were saying, Freddie. He wasn't going to go, well, hopefully it's a permanent deal because we don't want him back here. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah. So he tried to be positive about him and be classy. And Sanchez has thrown it in his face. And let's face facts, right? This guy went to Barcelona. Yeah, all right, he won the league with Barcelona, but flops in the Champions League. It was a disappointment in Barcelona you know they brought him and they thought he was going to be this superstar he was going to be sort of the, you know link up with the likes of Messi and be that type of player that you know Neymar and Suarez ended up being he, di- he wasn't and he didn't and he went massively off the boil you don't go from Barcelona to, to Arsenal at your peak when you're like 26, 27 because you're playing really well you don't do you know what I mean Barcelona, Barcelona don't sell you to a club like Arsenal with no respect aren't in the elite sort of top level clubs the likes of Barca, Real and United so that obviously didn't work out. He goes to Arsenal, falls out with everyone. It was good for Arsenal. It was good. Won a couple of FA Cups, I think. It was their player of the year. Does well. But eventually, you know, for the last few months, it's a bit of a car crash. Things aren't going well. Spits his dummy out, falls out with the manager and the players. Reportedly going to City. That deal doesn't happen. Comes to United. Obviously, he's got a choice in that matter. He decides that he's happy to come to United. And then, like you're saying, you know, three hours into it or whatever, 
you know, he, as soon as he sees the cones getting put out, like he's like, not like, for me this. Holiday yeah. club. And you're like, well, I don't like Tony <laughs> Tiger. Tiger club's not for me. You know I'm not I mean? going back it's to like, my like, what are you being a kid for? Do you know what I mean? It's not good enough. Hopefully we've learned our lesson with yeah. that. Yeah. And so for me personally, as much as I think, for example, Gareth Bale is a quality player, mm. if he came in like Sanchez did, off, you know, on 400 grand he's a week on wages. He's on like he, 700 grand a week. A massive amount of wages. And we and we stuck him, all right, you're going to be our right winger for two years or whatever. Yeah. I think, oh no, here we do, go do again. You think, yeah. Do you think Thiago Alcantara falls into that bracket of what we're talking about? Because there is he he's a 29-year-old who's got, who wants big money, big wages. And apparently, mm. again, this is, you know, reported, and I'm, I'm not saying I know this for a fact, but it's what's being reported, that his wages would break the structure that we're trying to implement mm. now. Do, do, you, do you think that, think or do you the, think... I don't think, if you're going to break the wage structure for anyone, it's, I don't think it's Thiago. Fair enough. I think if you can get him 250 grand a week, what, I don't know what the, I don't know what he's wanting. But like I said, he's coming from Bayern Munich, seemingly with the sort of the power, the power play of contract running out, they don't want to sell him, seemingly. So he's got a bit of clout. He's walking in like, I've left them, not because I'm too shit for them to play me, but because it's up to me. If he wants 350 grand a week, I don't think we'd pay that for Thiago. Also, also as well, he's he's 29. Yeah. yeah. You haven't got that many years out of him. No. He's a he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic player. And right now he's at his peak. Yeah. But we've already got Bruno, who, you know, is, again, a creative midfield player. Pogba, we've got Van der Beek now. Where's he, where's he mm. fitting in? Are we paying 350 grand a week for a player that's going to be a rotation player mm. for us? Because I don't that's think insane. He, I don't think he works in a midfield three of Bruno, Pogba and Thiago. I don't think that's balanced. No, absolutely not. Do you not think he could maybe sit in front of the defence with them two in front of him? Or do you think maybe, that's... Maybe he could, yeah. but I d he doesn't I, do that. I Bayern, there's Goretzka or this. I feel like it's a waste of him, though. Though. someone more yeah. robust there. It's a, it's, it's a waste of him to play him further down the pitch. You know, you want yeah. him higher up influencing play, which is also what Pogba will want to do, mm. what Bruno will want to do, and what Van der Beek will yeah. want to do. But what really almost boggles my mind with United transfers is that they are considering Thiago a player that's fantastic, but we do not need, yeah. and yet there is a player for the same price at left-back who we really yeah. could do with, and they're like, no, no, absolutely not. Mm. It's unbelievable. I think, yeah. I, th I think it's not necessarily no, absolutely not for a fullback. Cause I think United are interested in a fullback, but it doesn't seem as though it's the number one priority, as we've been hearing. And, and this thing as well... The whole sell-on clause thing for Real Madrid. Is it a buyback clause? A buyback yeah. clause uh, is something that United don't want to do, which I understand that because that's a bit of a like, that's what you do when you sell into a club worse than you, isn't it? It makes yeah. United yeah. look a bit shit when they're like, if we want him back at any time, he's ours for fifty million. I don't, I don't like the idea that Real Madrid can just nick our player off of us for for whatever fee that is. is it depends as well, doesn't it? Like on that buyback clause, I get where you're coming from. I do understand that, but I think you know if it's a case of all right. You know, we got a couple of seasons out of him or a season, and then he, they bought it back. We covered the cost of him or made a profit. Yeah, and then in that during that time, maybe Brandon's kicked on a little bit because I do think I think potentially he's a good left back. I think he's just very young. But, and people forget that. But the thing is, is we don't need to make a profit on players. United is a big enough enterprise that it can generate massive amounts of capital elsewhere. Yeah. If we're buying a left back, mm -hmm. it's because we want to make him into one of the best left-backs in the world. And then if Real Madrid come in and then take him, then we have to repeat that process yeah. all over again. Especially when you look at like the, the potential timeline for when United can make a title challenge and, and push through. Probably two years from now. I wouldn't two have said years, next season, yeah, no, potentially no, the season years. after at the earliest, Definitely. maybe the one after that. 
if if we're just getting our left back nicked off us in two years, and like I said, we have to start again with either a 29-year-old Luke Shaw or uh, Brandon Williams, who could go either way at this point. We're not, you're not certain with a player of his age. Yeah, I don't like the idea that they can just nick him out from underneath. Us I mean, just that's when, just when he's getting if that, if that is the sticking point and it can't be resolved, yeah. then maybe that is why United have to walk away. But if there is room for manoeuvre there, and Real Madrid are like, you know what? Maybe a sell-on clause. Because it, yeah. Or like, you know, yeah, they take a potential like, thing. Yeah, or, or that, that could first refusal. I don't know how there. sort of set it's done that they are with that well, and how realistic that is that they'd want him. The thing is with first refusals is they're not very common anymore because they're pretty much not worth the paper that they're written mm. on. Because a club can have a first refusal and the player will go, I refuse. And that's the end of that. It's, it's dead in the water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is with Real Madrid, though, is they've already got Marcelo, who is a stalwart of the club. Yeah, he's only 30, I think, as One well. of is the best. He's, he's, he's either 30 or 31. He's not like 34, 35. Right, like, where, if Mendy got injured, you know, yeah. 31-year-old They've got Marcelo, that young lad as well coming Marcelo through. Is, is it good, good, uh, Guterres, what's his name? Casey, what's that lad coming through from left back at Real Madrid? Sorry, he's 32. He just turned 32, Marcelo. Guterres, is it? Have a look. Ferland Mendy is an exceptional yeah. left back as well and has been a revelation this last season as well. They don't need Reguilón. Reguilón. Do you know what? I hope we fucking sign Tellers. It's easier to say. It's just easier to say. It sounds like a German sort of telemarketing company, doesn't it? Hello, Tellers. Hello. Guten Tag, your future Tellers. Yeah, exactly. I like Tellers as well, but we'll talk about Tellers actually because we wanted to mention that. It seems as though the whole Teller situation might be a bit of an agent's ploy to get United linked with their client so that they can then get more money elsewhere. Um, we could be after him, but it does seem a lot of those signs are like, oh, Man United want him as well, you know, which you hear all over and over again every transfer window. It, mm. What do you think to that whole United getting dragged into stuff, United being used as a sort of a, a reference point for a higher wage for someone's client? Are we used to it by now? Or does it still does it annoy you or...? It does get a little bit annoying when you see sort of stories constantly. Like there was one the other day when I was on the paper talk about Havertz. Havertz, you know, just United and Havertz in the same title mm. in a story. It was something like United decided not to pursue Havertz. Mm. And it's like, because well, they wanted to focus on Sancho. And he thought that's just a story putting United and Havertz mm. in a headline after he's already signed for Chelsea just to generate some clicks. And then it's like this whole thing of, you know, you mentioned Sellers there being linked with, with us and his agent. There was a thing with Magalhaes, all United were inquiring about him. How serious was that, though? And then all of a sudden he gets his move to Arsenal. Mm. It does seem like you throw United's name into the heart and all of a sudden the move happens or the wage increase happens or the deal happens, whatever. It seems to move it forward. Also, the press lap it up as well because, you know, despite the fact we finished third, we're still the biggest team in England easily, you know, mm. one of the biggest teams in Europe, certainly in terms of clicks and attention and selling papers and stuff. So you're always going to try and link United with that. So it works for everyone, except, you know, the fans who are like, we want to see players come into the club. And when you link with all these players and you start thinking, well, maybe there's something in this, and actually you scratch beneath the surface, and there isn't. And like the Tellers thing, it's sort of come out of the blue a little bit. I don't know how serious our, interested, our interest sorry, in him is. It sounds to me like his agent going... Oh well, you know, United are interested in us. And let's not forget, when we bought Aaron Wambasaka, I think it was was it Woodward or someone said we had a short we had a list of a thousand right backs and we whittled it down to one. So technically <laughs> any of those right backs could be linked with United or on a list for United. You could say, oh, well, you know, he's on our list for United. Doesn't mean we're gonna buy them. Do you know what no. I mean? It's like the whole David Brooks thing. He's he's on our list, he's on a short list. We spoke to people, you know, we spoke to a few journalists and they were like 
United have lists of everyone and it doesn't mean that you're about to get a bid from Manchester United it just means they've got short lists of potential players that they're sort of half keeping an eye on it doesn't mean anything really so this could be one of them it certainly sounds mm. like it yeah and he's Tellers has been one of those left backs who's been like everyone's talked about him because he could, could I think honestly he's good on FIFA he's one of those like well-known <laughs> players who has been like why don't he play for a big team for five or six years now and you sort of think at some point if you if you were that good wouldn't you have been signed by someone other than Porto do you know what though is I know that's a bit of a shitty argument I, I do get that but I still think that Tellers would be an improvement on what we already have mm. I still think it would be a better if we did sign him I'd be pretty made up to oh, be yeah, honest if, with if you if we signed him that would mean that we'd scouted him and that we're interested in him and we bought him then I would be happy but the rumours again like like saying Jay where you're not even sure whether they're actually after him and then all of a sudden you're upset when we don't sign a player that we were never in for in the first place I mean place. I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about him I saw his stats are very impressive I think he's hit 13 goals last season which isn't a left back stat no it's that's like ridiculous. I thought I was a mistake that's more like, than most what? strikers in the league that's what yeah. I mean it's like I know he takes sort of percent piece and stuff but yeah it was like yeah, but wow, even then, no one's yeah. got 13 free kicks you know what I mean it's very very good but I don't you know if he's, he's as good as a lot of people are saying and we bought him then I wouldn't be complaining about that you know you just want to see I just hope that we're not wasting our time with a lot of the attention on Sancho speaking if that doesn't come off. Speaking of wasting time, Chris White with a £5 super chat. Thank you, Chris. He said, what is our priority? We've signed one player and we start the season next week. Lack of ambition from the club if we don't sign two more top players. I'd have to agree with him, yeah. to be honest with you, because if you look at what Chelsea have done, mm. like we finish what, level on points with them? Yeah. And then you look out who they've gone and signed, terrifying players, mm. absolute murderers that will yeah. walk into most teams in Europe. We've signed Donny van der Beek, good player, gives us a lot of depth in midfield, mm. but we still we still need a centre-back. Yeah. And granted, you know what, I'm actually happy to wait and see how Tunzebe plays out, maybe give Tyrone Mengi a bit of a chance. Uh, Ted and Mengi. Ted and Mengi, yeah. sorry. Um, uh, Lindelof, I don't think he's a great player, mm. but I don't think he's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Left-back, we really need to sort out. Yeah. Right winger, there's Mason Greenwood, and that's it. Yeah, and he's not, and he's not even a right winger. He's not really. He's not. He's, good right, there. he's not a right he's, winger. You know, he gets goals there and stuff, yeah. but he's not. That's not what he's. That's not what he's played his whole life. He's a striker. So there's there's two options really. Is either we go out and plug these holes, mm. or we change our formation. Those mm. are the two options. Yeah, I don't. It, 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 it is. Just is stupid, it, it yeah. is, and it is worrying. Like you say, you know, we've just about finished third. And it's going to be a lot more difficult to finish third next season. And you want to see us progressing, you want to see us moving forward, challenging for trophies. You know, three semi finals was just horrible this season, mm. getting semi finals and lo losing them. You know, you want to see us winning trophies, that's what we're about. And have we improved enough that you think now we're in a position where we should be winning trophies? I don't know if we have. Because the only, the only difference is Van der Beek, as good as he looks, and like you mentioned, Freddie, he's a squad player, which squad players play 25 to 30 games, it's not irrelevant. But he doesn't improve on, as far as I'm aware, he doesn't improve on any single position in the first team. He's not better than Fernandez. he's not better than Pogba, he won't play instead of Matic. I think he's a great player to have, we needed that depth. The only thing it will do is allow the likes of Paul Pogba hopefully to not get injured, he won't have to be overplayed, hopefully he won't see a fatigued Bruno because we've got rotation. But he doesn't improve the first team in and of himself, whereas Chelsea have brought in five players, Chilwell, Ziyech, uh, Werner, Havertz, that's four, and then maybe Thiago Silva, who I would expect to play a lot of games for them. They've improved their first team in, in, in if anything, the only weakness, they might have improved it 
by too many, in too many positions. The only potential problem I see with Chelsea is getting all those players to gel in time for the new season. That's really tough. And I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Chelsea in sixth in October yeah. or November because that's, that's a lot of players. That, that's a whole new attack that has to gel in the shortest pre-season that there's ever been. And so hopefully there'll be a delay in which we can kind of sprint mm. ahead of them. Yeah. With regards to Donny van der Beek, I mean, I think personally he does improve that first team. Because yeah. if you look at if you looked at United towards the end of last season, oh my Lord, we look tired. Mm. Particularly Pogba. And Br- Bruno's last two or three games, which we don't really talk about, really poor Mm. I mean don't get me wrong superb player love him to bits think he's revolutionised the club but his last three games he looked knackered and in need of a rest he was knackered but but nobody else can do what he does Pogba kind of can but he isn't really happy that far up the pitch Lingard is not even worth having. I'd, I'd rather not have anyone on the pitch. Mm. You know, he's dreadful. So to have Van der Beek in there, he does improve the first team because he freshens everything yeah, up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's what I meant. I mean that he allows everyone else to keep fit and not get tired and all that. that. But I don't think if everyone is fully fit, not tired, I don't think he starts. I, I well, think the thing, the thing with Van der Beek is just going back to that. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But you look at last season and Ole... Like you just mentioned Lingard there, and I, I love Jesse Lingard, but I think it's time for him to move on. Pereira, for example, is another one who's, who's just not up to scratch. Oli felt he had to play a knackered Bruno mm. because he couldn't rely on Pereira and Lingard. Exactly. Whereas now he could rest him and bring yeah, in Van exactly. der Beek because that. you wouldn't go, I mean. oh, I've got, I, I can't yeah. start Van der Beek in this semi final or in this game. He can Well, yes. you know, it's not an issue. We're talking, in the past it was. We're yeah, talking yeah. as though we're assuming that the formation is going to be 4 2 3 1 or a 4 3 3. Now, I would love to see United play in a diamond midfield with two up front and have Matic sat at the base of that diamond with Pogba and Van der Beek either side and Bruno at the top. Mm. And then Rashford and Martial or, you know, Greenwood in there as well up front. And then to have the width, have those two players split and cover wide positions. And then you've got Bruno, you've got Pogba, you've got Donny, who all and like to get an up. attacking left back. and Totally. Who well. all like to get up to, you know, to bomb that centre. I'd love to see something mm. like that. I think that if you play like that, he, he, he makes a massive difference to the yeah, first yeah. team. If, if we're looking at potential changes in shape, then... Of course, we don't know. And like I said, I wasn't trying to slag off Donny van der Beek. I just think he hasn't been brought in necessarily to take anyone's place in the first 11, assuming yeah. they're all fit. There's tons of VPN providers out there, and you've probably heard of a couple of them. And some of you may have even used a VPN before. But I like to do my research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. Isn't that right, Jay? You do, mate, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. And I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. And you know what, Jay? I'm going to tell you why. Go on, mate. Because ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make their money by selling your data to ad companies. Yep. But ExpressVPN have developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. Good, isn't it? That's, that's good. You're not getting spammed and exactly. all the time. And second of all is speed as well, because I've tried loads of VPNs in the past, and half of them slow down your, your adverts, slow down all your, your browser and all that. You can't even get through all your YouTube pages, even if you wanted to. I oh know, it's a bit of a nightmare. But I've been using ExpressVPN for a while now, and the internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality with zero lag. 
Which that, is what the ideal amount of lag. That's well, especially if you're watching certain sporting events and you're using VPN to do that, exactly. then that's what you need, because you can't be having it staggered and buffering and all and that nonsense. And then you mates texting you saying that someone scored. I know, you've and you've it. missed it. Exactly. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click a button to connect. It's so easy. Even your grandparents could use it. Well, mine are dead, but fair enough. I get if what you mean. If they weren't, mean. though. <laughs> if they were alive. Uh, they could use it at the library in heaven. They go and <laughs> check their emails on. Uh, and it's not just me saying this. The Wired, the Ver- sorry, Wired, the Verge, CNET, and many other tech experts rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. It is the one everyone's raving about, isn't it? Uh, it we've is. been using it for a little while. We were using it when we were watching games and stuff, and it's you know it is the the go to VPN now. Exactly. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link expressvpn.com/extra today and get an extra three months free on a one year package. That's expressvpn.com/extra. Visit expressvpn.com/extra to learn more. And we'll have that link in the description on this podcast. There you go. Um, I think he's a, a great addition, but if we change, there's no indication other than occasionally we played three at the back where we've seen changes in formation. Generally, Solskjaer seems to like the four-two-three-one, and maybe that's just because the personnel we had at the time. You needed two at the base because yeah. Fred and McTominay can't do that role by themselves, but maybe Matic can. Well, the thing is as well to remember is that Donny can play as a number six, mm. so he he can like uh, you know disrupt play tackle his tackling stats are enormous he can play that kind of player but he's best off the ball making space and exploiting space and if you want to get the best out of him then you need to give him creative license to push up mm. did you see the Ajax fans was it last night giving him like send-off. They absolutely love him, don't they? <laughs> it's Is it weird. just because it's Ajax and they're trying to look all cute? I don't because know, man. It's no, like... You know I've mean? never like, loved anyone the way he's Ajax fan. Yeah, and he's like, he round his arms plays for their football team. Yeah. Bricks through his like, window, not like, oh, mate, we love you. See you later. Sp- spraying himself with yeah. Van der Beek scented perfume. Like, <laughs> like, it's really like, weird. Have I'm you sorry. ever loved anything or anyone as much as Ajax fans love Van der Beek? I've never seen anything like it. One of my kids. Really? See, that's not bad. That's not bad going. Do you know what? I really like Ajax because yeah, they. I, I feel like they embrace the position as the bitches of Europe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the a better club just comes along and goes, right, well, we'll have Frankie de Jong, we'll have Matthias de Ligt, yeah. and they go, yeah. It's weird, though, because like, their model still works and they still keep winning their league. They still keep challenging in Europe as well. It's different. They, they have so. their sort of... Like yeah, not all the time, don't they, but they, they do. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not like the proper whipping. I know where you're coming from, but they're not like a, a club. They've done that, better than United. Yeah, of course they have. You know, look at that Europa League final and how the two, the fortunes of the two clubs have got. Mm. They've been in a Champions League semi-final and walked their league. I know it's a different league, obviously. Well, we haven't even, you know, we struggled to get into the Champions League. So it's. I'll it's tell you what that's down to. That's down to a solid director of football mm. who knows <laughs> what he's bloody doing. Because I'll tell you what, if you told me that Dusan Tadic would be the centre attacking was focus, incredible for them. That, that season, incredible that was ridiculous, for them. Yeah. It? That was like, I'm going to admit, he looks like that bloke he's played for South Yeah, exactly. he looks just like, and he's got the same name. But yeah. he's, he's not this shit. Is madness. But he's good. Yeah, he's like amazing. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, but it that, is. Is, that is a director of football that knows what's going on, and that is what we really still do you know? Do you know what? You're right as well, because, like, if you look at, say, 
I, I do this every podcast, forgive me. Like, look at the scouts, for example. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, does his head in, but <sighs> I know, I I'll, like, I'll even I sit like here, I know it's even worse now, but, say, um, but like, when, for example, City brought in Sterling and De Bruyne, that was before Pep got there, but they were bringing them in, knowing they'd play for Pep and fit into what Pep wanted to do. When the scouts, they scouted Salah for a long time before they even got Klopp, because they know he fits into that system of the way he wants to play. So it's getting the players that fit into that system and the director of football that oversees that. You know, Bergie Stanley, Etihad, works with Pep and he identifies the types of players that fit into that system. At United, we've not really had that. We've just had, yeah. like, almost a scattergun approach to transfers or a manager coming in for a bit and making demands or getting players. In the case of, like, Van Hal with Herrera and Shaw, who didn't even want... Mourinho with Freddie, we didn't Ironically, even want. Ironically, the only two players from his time still left. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, well, but that, um, no, but um, with with Mourinho, he didn't want Fred. And he got him. He just left him on the bench, didn't he? For, for the time that was his main signing his last summer. It doesn't make any sense, and it's like you look at that, and you look at other clubs and how they've got a director of football that works with the manager, works with the system. That's what's well, made this is what's missing. sort of almost hilariously frustrating is the amount of money we have wasted by not having a director of football yeah. is shocking. It must be mm. in the hundreds of millions easily, easily mm-hmm. and yeah. yet 30 million quid for a left back mm. and they're not sure. And it's, no. well, they're, they're not the regular one. Um, <laughs> The thing is, as well, like you said, the well, he, well, he was a comedian, a <laughs> <laughs> straight man. If, if oh. I jumped in to go like, he is. <laughs> um, Jesus, that actually hurt. Yeah, don't timestamp that. <laughs> delete it. Can you cut that bit Can you out? Delete like, Can we cut that on the fly? <laughs> oh, Just trim and move. Hey. Um, he's not sure you're right. Um, but like you said, the amount of money, with people, you see all these lists of United. What, why are United so? struggling so much they've spent 800 million in the last 10 years because like I said the direction has been so oh this type of manager this type of manager whilst supporting you know Daily Blind was clearly a Van Gaal signing uh, players like that who he clearly wanted at the same time as oh this player just happens to be available for 300 grand a week we'll get him as well you get here's your Falcao here's Sanchez here. like it does seem and hopefully Solskjaer and maybe Mike Phelan or I'm not entirely sure who is at the front of the current wave of, of transfer Mate, styles. It I seems as though in the last 12 months there has been a bit more of direction and a bit more of a, a continuity to all of the signings. I completely forgot about Falcao. Yes. I honestly forgot. Do you remember that? When I they were was like, so we've, excited when we've, we got him. We've bought Falcao. Oh, is he, is he the striker that was... Uh, maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. Like I hope he's I hope Has he's that got guy. Any knees left? Oh, Has he, can he run and stuff? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. Oh, oh, what lovely hair. Yeah. yeah. He was like obviously he was he flopped at United and then he still had a bit left in the tank after he mm. left, didn't he? You know what I mean? He yeah, he went back League. to Monaco. Yeah, and he, really and he did well really well. But again, you know, After lucky look at Falcao Di Maria, you know. Yeah. I know we well, got Zlatan when he was very old and he worked out, but some of the players that we've got, even Sanchez, you know, when we got those players, I was like, Great, great signing, but they weren't, and there was no plan. There was no, no like, oh, why are we getting does, him? There seems Look to at, be a well, plan now. Van Aal had Di Maria playing off the striker, mm. and he looked lost. You know what I mean? When we had Rooney in midfield at the same time, and Herrera on the bench, it was just madness. Is is there a plan now, though? Is there? Because the way that I see it, we bought uh, Wambasaka for fifty million the year after we bought Dallow in the same position, the same age, who was meant to be our right back for years and years to come. We bought. Um, uh, uh, Harry Maguire for 80-odd million quid, who's a good defender, but he's not on any planet worth 80 million quid. Mm. Right now, we need another centre-back because Ole wants to play a high line and 
Maguire, okay, there's milk that turns faster than that guy. He's so slow. So it seems as though we still have problems. I, we do. I think, and I'm not saying it's sorted or that it's like finely tuned machine or that we don't need a director of football, but uh, I think the signings we've made, and obviously Sancho's someone who United are clearly after, and you know, Dan James is young, wasn't much of a risk at 15 million. Well, uh, you say that, but he was the only winger that we signed yeah. in that. And I I'm think not that, saying that we've represents got it right. a huge risk. Maybe, but I don't think he was he was considered to my, be a first team. No, choice, I, he wasn't. Was it? And fifty million isn't a lot. My only sort of slight thing with Dan James was it was a little bit sort of Leeds were in for him. He was gonna go to Leeds for four million, and we sort of well, he played ten it. more games, yeah. and then we bought him fifteen. I'm not saying you know I get it. There's United tax and everything. It just seemed like. But a I bit just of think a with no, last minute. Thing. But I think when I hear about that, I don't think about the United tax and paying a little bit more for him. I worry that if there's a player that was so good that we should get in for him, then why did we nearly let him join someone else that, six yeah, months earlier? That's what I mean. It was like, like very last minute, like, oh, and then oh, Ryan Giggs is Welsh, you know about him. But yeah, he's all right, he's good. These things, there. that's exactly it, isn't it? And the it, thing is, is no these things there. happen time after time after time after time. They happen every transfer window. And do you know what? If, if we hadn't have signed uh, Donny van der Beek, hmm. we'd be sat here now going, what the fuck is going on the with this football is, club? We are only one player uh, in van der Beek away from this being a disaster so far, aren't we? Exactly. Yeah. And he's this not, hasn't he's, not been a good transfer window you need, so far. I mean, I think the thing is as well, every, it's nature of the beast. Everyone wants that marquee signing, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Sancho is a marquee signing. Yeah. Van der Beek, not criticising a guy, mm. great signing. He's not a marquee signing. He's not when you go, well, he's not van der Beek. Yeah. <laughs> this is it now. Yeah. Title yeah. challenge, here we come. It's not like that. And I think that's why a lot of fans are still frustrated and why people are making in the comments like, you know, you want to see us strengthening to the point of there's a signing that comes straight into this first team yeah. that makes a massive difference in this mm. in this sort there's, of... There's of not league. another player that's close to Sancho. There's there's n not another one. No. Not I in terms of how many boxes he takes. Age, yeah. he knows Manchester, he's friends with our players, he's... He's played in England. Goals you know, and assists. Goals and assists. Yeah, quality. Not even looking at the quality of him. Yeah. But just all of those other stuff. He, he, like you said, he ticks every single box. And there's no one even close to that. So if there's nobody even close to that, and he wants to come, and we technically have the money to spend on him, and he fills a position that we sorely need mm. with quality, he will be a world-class player for years and years to come. It, I, I don't understand what we're quibbling about 15, 20 million for? Well, I think from what, from the stuff you see of transfers and people who do transfers talking about how difficult transfers are to do, I think it just, hopefully, it's as simple as it's very difficult to get a transfer of that size sorted. I yeah. think just logistically, it's a huge undertaking for any business to do any deal of 120 million in size. I think it's, hopefully, it's, it's we're, we're sort of... But, I mean, quarrelling over the finer details at this point. I understand. I'm, not Ingram, I'm just looking at some of the comments here on the phone. I understand what you said. I almost forgot we're live. But if 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 it's that difficult to do transfers, mm. then why have Chelsea done five of them? Yeah, I, I, do you know I, what I mean? Agree, yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not giving him an excuse. I yeah, just, I mean, from, you know, you see this I stuff just, on the Darcy Sweeney just asked, "Do you believe reports from Germany that they're just trying to pressure United into a transfer and Barca Real Madrid can't afford him right now?" No, I think that. United definitely want him. I don't yeah. think. I don't think it's like Dortmund are yeah. getting us to be in for a play we're not bothered about. I don't think Real Madrid have a need for him. Do they have a need for him? Where's he? Where's he playing? No, no. I think him? that's what the point is made. Is, you know, they're trying to get us to buy him now, sort of thing. I just think that they've set out what they want and they're sticking to it. 
and United's got to match it. The thing you know is, what I mean? not try and be this thing where we'll say, all right, we'll give it you, but we'll give it you over the next 12 years. No, just do, do it. Do you know just what it, it is as well? Let's be fair. Borussia Dortmund pull our pants down on transfers on a regular basis. They did it with Bellingham. They did it with Haaland. They're doing it with Sancho. Let's I thought just... you were going to say Kagawa and Mkhitaryan. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were, all right, they didn't quite work out, but I didn't think they were that bad signings considering what we paid for him and, you know, the way they moved on or whatever. But no, yeah. They always deals. have the upper hand over but us. But they, they seem to be offering these players something that, Whatever it is, we, I mean, you know, we're not. We're well, not the idea is that like, we're the destination, whereas Dortmund the, are a stepping stone that have continuously proven themselves to be a great way to Im- improve your career. I mean, the Haaland one, I know there's different reasons why I didn't get him, but that still invites me. It's still He's, good, isn't he? He's so good. And you look at, I don't, I know. See those keep, goals he scored yesterday. I mean, and you look at, you know, the semi finals we've just missed, we lost. It makes a difference mm. in those type of games. He does. That's a difference between more not winning and earth? winning trophies. But his yeah, buyback hard. clause, which I think activates in a couple of years, isn't enormous. Like I think 60, it's like 70, 60, yeah. 70 million. But it, it goes back to what we're saying. If we're buying a player, it's because he's, especially a young player, it's mm. because he's going to dominate that position for 10 years. Mm. We don't want to say, because if you sign someone with a buyback clause, then whatever happens you're fucked mm. because either he a buyout clause sorry yeah yeah because yeah. either he flops and in which case you've wasted your money mm-hmm. or he's superb in which case he goes and you don't want him to leave yeah yeah there's not much winning for that but unless you're the type of club where you're happy to just take that risk and if he goes you wanted the money anyway totally but United aren't that club we uh, don't need that a yeah. little bit of breaking news uh, United confirmed that assistant under 23's coach Quinton Fortune has left the club to take up the position of first team coach at Reading really good move for him I think yeah. you know I like Quinton Fortune always a good player for Manchester United and um, always comes across well mm-hmm. when I've seen him in I've interviewed him a couple of times as well he's a nice guy mm. so yeah good luck, well. good yeah. luck to him good luck to him I don't think there's anyone there no who's saying oh Quinton Fortune well, you can sort off to Reading it's like you and Schmeichel innit like don't get me started. <laughs> um, no. Should we have a little Especially talk? not on a live. Um, don't forget as well, guys, get involved in the comments yeah. and hit like. Hit the hit like, like button. button. And we'll put a subscribe link in there as well for you to scub- subscribe if you're not doing it. Yeah, and subscribe to uh, Freddie Quinn as well on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Freddie, you've been a bit Freddie like, Quinn comedy. Sorry, I should... Pre- it's in the description. Can you right. stick one in the comments as well in the chat? Here's, here's what... I'm, I'm going to do a little pitch. Here's what you will get if you uh, chuck us a subscribe. We have filmed uh, comedy in the weirdest fucking locations like in the world. Nobody's ever done comedy in barns and on boats and on weird-ass places. And I'll tell you what, the boat gig is next week, and I'm going to die on my fucking arse. And it's going to be beautiful to would watch. You, would you do uh, stand-up and a skydive? Stand-up skydive? Yeah. I'm terrified of heights, so yes. That'd be fantastic. That'd be really good, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. stand-up in a, in a slurry pit? In a slurry pit. Well, who knows? Stand up on a go-kart. That sounds like that sounds like something that they'd have in like saw. Do you know what I mean? You've got to like get your way yeah, out. Exactly. That uh, but yeah, make sure you check out Freddie's YouTube. Someone's channel. asking why um, United. Why aren't we going for Scrinia? He would be cheaper than Upper Meccano. Would he? Would I don't he? think he and would. I, I don't think we must not want him. I don't know. Um, I mean, there's so many players that it's like, why are we not going for him? Why are we not going for him? Why are we not going for him? And I think. And what the noises are coming out mm. at the moment is that we're all focused on this Sancho deal. Yeah, and also that seems to be the thing. As, as, I know we're not that good, but there aren't that many players in the world that improve United's first team. No, they no, just aren't. Not. Like, Especially like you yeah. say, the first team. That yeah. f- our first eleven actually isn't bad. Is very good. It's yeah. just when it gets knackered. Do you that think? Yeah, I think. I think. I think it's when it's if it. 
when I'm it, not saying there's like no players. Yeah, I think I, other, there aren't hundreds of players. I think I think if you left back and tired. left back and centre back, I think there are dozens of players that would walk into United's really? team. Really, dozens. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I, see, I still think Axel's got a future, and I still think as well. I know he, he's made a glass and he has problems, but I think Bay on his days fantastic. Maybe, but he's, we've we've got to the point where surely you have to say with Eric Bay. It's going to be difficult to rely on him, isn't it? You can't imagine Solskjaer going, he's going to be the centre-back next season. Uh, speaking of centre-backs, though, uh, Smalling and Rojo might be staying at Man United. Hooray! Go on, lads. Uh, Is geez. this 2018? 2014. <laughs> 2014. Um, yeah, Chris Smalling, um, the best... Uh, speaking of Skriniar, the best centre-back in Italy last season was Chris Smalling. Uh, so he might be a good signing for Man United. <laughs> Smalling's a weird one because I actually like Chris Smalling. I think he's a decent defender, and I, when he was going to Rome and looked like on a permanent deal, I wished him well. I was mm. like, I hope he, you know, he's had a good season there. If he came back to Old Trafford, I think he'd get a good reception. He's won some trophies with us, had some good, ga- good games. Probably is a sort of in betweener in the sense that he was good enough for a Fergie team as a backup, not good enough for a post Fergie team as a starter. Mm-hmm. Coming back to Old Trafford, why is yeah. like, is he any better than Lindelof? No. I don't think no, so. No, no. I mean, I, that's what I mean. I don't yeah, think him no, coming back, he's going to get into the team. Totally. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone out on loan in the first place. Yeah. So I think it's a bit of a, but this, a, a strange one. Well, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you know. But it points to maybe... Rojo's just got a good box of office a, in a resignation that we're not going to sign a centre-back this summer. To Is be it, honest, if we didn't, I wouldn't be that like unhappy. Yeah. Because I think that uh, Lindelof's okay. I think that uh, Tuanzebe and Mengi, I think, should be given chances. Definitely mm. Tuanzebe. Maybe Mengi's too early. Yeah. But I, I, I think that there's enough there for it to be okay. Left back, huge concern. Right wing, huge concern. Yeah. Um, centre back, I think we can leave it till next summer. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think our centre back options are too bad. And we've got a lot of them, even if you don't think they're that good. We're not going to be without a centre-back anytime soon. But there's five or six of them there if we have to play them. And also as well, United's... Def- Defensive record wasn't yeah. too, but we, we improved massively. Yeah, we conceded like 30 yeah, I think less goals was, than last it, season. It was like you saying, I think you saying this on a watch along. It wasn't necessarily the amount of goals we conceded. I think, especially post lockdown, some of the goals we conceded were atrocious to watch. Yeah. You yeah. had like a comedy of errors leading to a goal. It was like left back makes a mistake, centre back makes a mistake, keeper lets it under his arm. But well, if you look at our actual record mm. overall, it was decent. Do you know, of those 30 goals, there's probably a fairly decent percentage of those that are David De Gea just losing his mind. Mm. So, I mean, half a dozen at least. Yeah. Where they were big mistakes. And then if you're looking at conceding 20, 20 something goals a season, like Real Madrid conceded 20 last season and they had the best defence in Europe. Mm. And we conceded just a few more than them. Was it our clean sheet barely, record? Barely any more when, you, when best, you take into account... Well, yeah, we had the most clean sheets in Europe. Exactly. So, so, so even Admittedly, we... PSG were ahead of us and then didn't play another game after lockdown. Yeah, so. but ad- ad- admittedly, PSG's league yeah, isn't exactly... They're playing against just cheese. Exactly. Cheese Do you know shit. what I mean? Like <laughs> keeping a clean sheet against Liverpool and City or keeping a clean sheet against Sosho. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Ooh. Sounds, Sounds lovely, Sounds doesn't delicious. it? Someone's asking, someone's asking, do you think the centre-back duo in partnership can improve because of continuity? 
think maybe Lindelof and Maguire they carry on playing it or no no I think the reason I think the reason that Lindelof and uh, Maguire is okay but doesn't work as well as it should do is because Lindelof uh, sorry Maguire needs a centre back that uh, complements the weaknesses in his game Mm. in that I think uh, Maguire would be superb if he had a quick centre back with him somebody like Upper Meccano who is rapid whereas Lindelof is kind of slow he reads the game pretty well he's not like Deathly slow, but he's he, not, you wouldn't say his pace was one of his. And it's not. It's, I get what you could, And the thing is, we all know Maguire's going nowhere. He's a captain. He's an eighty million pound signing, so it has got to be. And he's in prison. He's on attack. He's on attack, and he's got to be at Old Trafford on that pitch for ninety minutes but on that day. He also is quite good. As no, well. he is good. I think he he's is. better. I think yeah. he's our best centre. Yeah, yeah. he's no, he's not an eighty million pound player no, but, in any way. But that's but, not. You know, that's again not a my money kind of thing. Exactly. He's the best yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got. That's how much it costs to get him. And totally. He's not going anywhere, like you said. Um, before we go, should we have a little chat about uh, Mason Greenwood? Mason Greenwood's dynamite. Well, how, <laughs> how good a player he is and how, how good Mint he is at scoring goals. Yeah, I'm, yeah. All, I'm all about Mate, him. Mate, if, if he has another season like he had last season, he can shag as many Icelandic supermodels <laughs> as he wants. I don't give a shit. Mate, I'll drive him to his house, personally. I'll be like a prostitute deliveroo service. I'm not asked. Not saying these ladies were prostitutes, by the way, but... Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware, they weren't. But Mason maybe has a slightly different perspective on it to you. Because he's YouTube.com forward slash Freddie Queen Comedy. Having, <laughs> having now had the chance to reflect on what's happened, I can only apologise to everyone, Freddie. Yeah. He's apologising for what he's done. Baggers, uh, put a sublink in the chat for us, mate. Uh, for it, the embarrassment I've caused, it was irresponsible. Remember oh, these right, words. Sorry, irresponsible of me to break COVID-19 protocols, which were in place to protect players, staff, and public. Also, as well, like w- without getting on my like conspiracy horse, the people Have that you got died. A conspiracy horse? The, no, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but no one's sure if it exists. No, I, uh, I believe it does. <laughs> <laughs> the saddle sores I can see from uh, here, so something's going on. Um, no, right. Look, like, <laughs> no, no, right. Come on. <laughs> no, but serious. Without being cons- conspiracist, like right, go on. the people that die from COVID are like 120 years old. He's an 18-year-old <laughs> footballer. Like he's not in any risk. He's been a bit irresponsible, but no more or less than every 18-year-old in the mm. country has been. I mean, I don't, you know, make it all political, but I think, you know, more important people than Mason Green would have. Broken these rules that should. Oh mate, yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see Dominic Jack Grealish. I didn't see. I didn't see Kyle Walker. No, like I, Dominic Cummings. Yeah, for I didn't example. see Dominic Cummings apologising. Yeah. No, so no. and I think when you have people like that in authority flying the rules, then you can't be surprised if teenagers do as well, even if it isn't. We've got we've got some great players at United in terms of like their character and their standing. Mm. If you look at what Juan Mata did whilst he was at United and the One Percent Charity. Absolutely enormous. Look at what Marcus Rashford's doing. Mm. Absolutely incredible. For me personally, yeah, I would rather the press focus on the good things that Marcus Rashford's doing, which is changing people's lives, Mm. than what Mason Greenwood making a silly mistake. Dumb and all that sort of stuff. Front pages, sorry. Um, And also, we'll say on on the Rashford thing. One of the headlines was, that's why bums go to Iceland. And it was a picture of... of, of, uh, That's quite funny, though. (laughs) Really? There's a picture of a. That's not like something you'd say. Like That's why late bums night go to Ireland. Really? Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's, it's it reminds me of the old Beckham dartboard uh, and things has, like that. When he has Marcus Rashford made off. the front pages for what he's done? This is, not, Surely, this is what I'm saying. Like, know, yeah. I, like yeah, I don't think I don't know if he has, but 
with someone like Rashford, who obviously Mason looks up to, he's got good influences around him. Mm. I'm not really overly worried about Mason Greenwood. I don't oh. think from the, the noises that we hear, he's a good lad who gets on with the game and he's mm-hmm. you know everyone rates him and rates his attitude. Don't think there's a major issue here. He's made a mistake. He's apologised and he can move on. And I think the press are having an absolute field day with it is we sort of expect with United and especially the, when it's England everyone loses their minds when it, anything goes down with England but yeah it's a bit of a storm in a teacup and I don't think United fans are overly bothered and finally then uh, what's black and white and red all over my United's new third kit oh my lord what do you think? yes do you like it um, I'm loving it oh god I, I like it as an idea do you know what it's like, <laughs> like it's it like do you know what it's <laughs> like it's like socialism I like the idea of it yeah. but in practice it's fucking horrid um, it's weird, isn't it? It, it? it makes you look like a like a zebra that's sort of like wished to be a human, and then, and then stitched back together. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like you've ordered a zebra costume off. Wish saying I hated the new kit until I saw Bex in it. Mm. I don't even think Beckham carried it off and been brutally honest. No, I love David did. Beckham. I mean, to be, to be fair, did. to be fair, David Beckham could wear his mother's skin and he'd look amazing. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like he looks amazing. He looks amazing. He's always looks amazing in even the outrageous outfit that he's put on. But I don't know. I'm not overly fussed about this kit. You, I think you were saying before, yeah. the third kits are always a bit like. It's what third the, kits are for. Yeah. Th- like everyone knows that you're going to wear the third kit like twice. You're going to wear it away at the Carabao Cup once or something like that. Anfield, yeah, then, we'll wear it Anfield for yeah, a laugh. But but <laughs> the thing is, is the whole, Why not? the whole point of the kits, the third kits, are to mix it up mm. and to experiment and to try something new. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's what's the point in having a third kit that just is a slightly different shade of red than our home kit? It, it's just pointless. So I'm quite happy that they've mixed it up. It looks fucking horrible. It's mm. it's made some decent press. Yeah. Idiots will buy it. Do you know what I mean? It's fine. Of getting it, actually. are you actually? No, because we're all going to be sat here in it <laughs> yeah. all around the table in our Jay, zebra kit. Are we idiots? No, Joe, everyone else is. The joke's on them, right? You know, how no, it's, right, you know how it's like black and white, like zebra. Mm-hmm. What's the like stenciling on the back if you get a player's name? Because I red. don't understand how that's red. red. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ, yeah, and I don't like the back as well. The back's got like a big is that the deal breaker? I was with you up until then. There's so no without pa- a number, there's the, no pattern the on the back. Just white. The yeah. back's just white. Yeah, because they expect you to put a number on it. So oh, if, you're not, if you're not willing to pay dude. another twenty quid to get a name and number, it is just white on the back. Rubbish. Anyway, someone Some, put Freddie is funny. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Freddie, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Freddie Green yeah, comedy. That is, that yeah. is who commented. Oh, oh. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash Freddie Green really? comedy. <laughs> if you've got your agent to <laughs> log in. Um, yeah, it's, um, it, someone's asking Pogba contract update. Is he actually signing? Not been much news no. on that, but it seems like R- he is. Uh, Raiola said a couple of weeks ago, we'll get onto a contract soon, don't we? I don't think it. he's going anywhere, is he? I don't trust summer. Mino Raiola as far as I can throw the fat bastard. Mm. He's no, a horrible person. He is a horrible and person. And I wouldn't I'll trust him to completely fuck us over. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, um, I think that we are yet to see the best out of Paul Pogba. In fact, I was saying this the last time I was here. Once you get Bruno Fernandes and uh, Pogba stops being the only creative outlet in the team, you'll see him have more freedom and less players around him at all times. And he'll be better. And he looked superb when he mm. was pairing up with Bruno. So I think with him and Van der Beek and stuff, I, I think we're going to see a great Paul Pogba mm. for the next couple of years. I absolutely agree. It's exciting. And it, there are signs of encouragement. I know we've been a bit down and we've talked about the players that we haven't signed, but 
There's plenty of signs of encouragement. Mason Greenwood, what a player. Mm. Martial is looking like a number nine that I never thought he had in him. Mm. I always, to be honest with you, I looked at Martial as a bit of a luxury player out on the wing. Somebody who would do something magical but couldn't defend to save his life. Who was, you know, not really tracking back and stuff. You put him in the middle under Solskjaer, what a play! He's he's no, at the I've moment. Always, I've always said so Oli deserves credit for that because you know it wasn't the obvious thing to get rid of Lukaku and go with Martial and stick with him as a nine and say, listen, that's your position. I'm you're my man there, and he did, and he's getting the best out of Marcus on the left hand side as well. So do you know I'm what? All about that. I'll say this as a positive note: I would rather have United's attacking players than Chelsea's. Mm. Yeah, I agree. We've had I a comment. Would... Someone said, "Has Housen shaved his hair off?" <laughs> again, again, did you see him when he shaved his hair off in lockdown? Did you see him? No, I didn't see him when he That's shaved his hair off. That's harsh on Freddie, that. I'll, no. show you, I'll show you some pictures <laughs> after the this podcast. This is not Stephen Halson with no hair. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I've got to go in a minute. Anyway, I've got to go on a pitch and scream at people. Yeah, track yeah. back! Yeah, that's it. Ronaldo! Track back! <laughs> Um, I think we should call it a day there, don't you? You should be screaming at people more often. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Freddie. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's um, been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you'll be seeing Freddie again. on the channel very soon. We've got a little video oh, lined up. Yes. So check that out. Also, like we said, go uh, and check out Striptease. Freddie Quinn Comedy on YouTube. Yeah, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Freddie Quinn Comedy. Link in the description. Link well. is in the There's description. There's a link to our subs in the chat. That's With, what I was on about. Within the within the next month, we're going to have no, some amazing content for you that's being edited at the moment. It's going to be really, really good and unlike anything that you'll see anywhere else. And it will be free for you to watch as well. Stand up on a paddleboard. Stand, stand up, up in a, well, from a Primark. Also as well, stand up in like really, like like we did one on a cricket pitch to 200 people and that stuff. Is actually really hey, I'll tell you a little story about that. Can I tell you this before we go? Yes, of course Absolutely. So I was doing a uh, gig to 200 people on a cricket pitch and I was chatting to a woman in pushing the... Pushing the boundaries of comedy. Pushing the boundaries of comedy. That's a cricket um, I was uh, <laughs> uh, I was chatting to this woman at the front. You're proper proud of yourself. Like, I, yeah. I asked her what this woman did for a living, right? And she was a she was a uh, she worked in a school in Wigan mm-hmm. as a careers advisor, <laughs> and so naturally oh, no. I took the piss for about five minutes about what a completely fucking pointless endeavour that is. Right. And then she went, "It's actually a school for disabled children." So she's doing the, she's doing the Lord's work. Though. Yeah, and it was it was two hundred people going. Shit! <laughs> So that'll be on uh, youtube.com yeah. forward slash Freddie Quinn comedy in the next month if it's not taken down by some sort of I'm, authority. I'm the only time. comedian that's going to cancel himself. Yeah. This yeah. Is... Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for coming on, Jay. It's been lovely having you. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. I'll be back anytime, mate. Uh, thank you very much for joining us at home. If you haven't liked the video, like the video. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe for more transfer news. We've got a brand new transfer show coming up tomorrow oh, night. All the latest transfers. Cracking presenters on that stories, as well. And we've got some, a couple of wicked presenters on there. So make sure you check that out tomorrow night as well. All sorts of stuff coming up. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks again, Freddie. Thanks for having me. See you in a bit. Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.